Developing the Leader Within is a podcast that focuses on leadership, management, and career development. We nosedive into the areas that are holding you back from your full potential. Let us begin. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Developing the Leader Within Podcast. I'm Enrique, and today I got Rashmi with me. So honored that she would share her expertise, her time with us today. Rashmi, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for having me today. Hey, folks, we're going to be talking about something that's coming up, being the holiday season. I've noticed a lot of things changing more from a a selfish thing throughout the year to a more giving thing. We just come off a freshly new, you know, Thanksgiving holiday, a lot of giving thanks. Uh, we're coming into the Christmas holiday, which is another area or time that we give uh, from ourselves out. And usually other people get gifts. And then obviously the new year will bring in its own uh, thankfulness when we think about how far we've gotten since the beginning of the last of this year. Uh, but we're going to be talking about heart centric leadership. And um, I'm so excited to hear Rashmi because, you know, it's something that we hardly ever hear leaders talk about. You don't go into the corporate world and talk about heart centered or heart centric leadership. Uh, but before we get into that, just give us a little bit of your background and what you're up to. Great. Thank you so much. Uh, so a bit of myself, uh, I'm a researcher by nature. You know, I'm always investigating and researching something, uh, analyzing something uh, in the area of business and leadership. And what I do uh, is um, I work as a staff development specialist and I help our local county to train and mentor their workforce. That's my profession. I'm an executive coach and I help businesses and people to do better in, in their own journey and achieve those goals which they have set for themselves. Uh, no, leadership is very close to my heart because, you know, we have all experienced different types of leadership in our life, right? Uh, and I would say when we are talking today about uh, uh, heart-centric leadership, the best example which came comes to my mind is being a mom. You know, being a mom and you know, people say that being a mom is you just have to be a mother of a child, of your own child. But I feel that it's an instinct. Anybody can be a mom or a dad, right? If you are in a, that space of activating that instinct and extend yourself for others. And that's the true heart-centric leadership, I think, because that's that relationship. Being a parent is the most self selfless experience anybody can have. There are so many people that are lost in in translation because 
you know, there's some managers that say, oh, I'm not a leader. Some leaders say, I'm not a manager. And sometime along your lifespan, you're going to fulfill both of those roles. And they truly are roles because there are even people in leadership positions that are not leaders. So it's truly a role that you have to play in. Some people don't have the tools necessary to actually play it out fully. And so that's why you can have some people in positions, but they don't really belong there in terms of their uh, output, in terms of what they can provide for the group. But there are some people that are not in leadership positions that can lead right where they are. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, it's just that they can't identify themselves as a leader because they don't have somebody. We put this picture of you need people under you to be a leader. Well, you have to learn how to lead yourself first before you can lead others. And Mm -hmm. so just with that basic premise, they should be able to feel like, hey, I'm leading because I'm leading myself. I'm driving myself. And that should be the proof that I could do it with others. You know, I'm, I'm so glad you said that, uh, that uh, the people are confused. You know, and, uh, you know, since I got a, uh, got a chance today to speak uh, very, uh, in a very short span of time, I, I'm, I just wanted to highlight for our audience three things, which is very important. As a corporate level, we always talk about it, but at the personal level, individual level, uh, we don't put that much of emphasis there. So I would like to say that, you know, even if you are not in a leadership position, there are certain things and certain tools which can equip you to become a better person, better leader, and create that impact and create the culture of giving. You know, and you know, you you as a leader, you also know that how the corporate expand themselves these days. The big corporate expand by acquiring small startups and small companies, right? That's how they expand, right? So when you are looking for strategies to grow yourself as a leader, mimic that strategy by which we call in business merger and acquisition. So what you can also become a better person and create more impact and create your presence in your community, in your society, within your family or in your any roles that you are performing through merger and acquisition. So what you need to merge. Here you are definitely you are not merging a company when you are working on yourself, you are merging the good habits, you are merging that kindness, that, that relationship which you are craving for. You are, you are merging those, uh, in, those inspiration which you take from other leaders within yourself. And then planning your investment, once you once you create that growth strategy for you, but through merger and acquisition, you go into a dive into a 
planning for your investment that what what you are uh, acquired so far how can you invest that into your people or how can you invest that into your own growth and i would say like you know there are certain tools there are so many things you can do but the best thing you can do is build the trust and invest in equity and when i'm saying invest in equity is investing in people investing in diversity embracing people the way they are and not going and assessing people based on any cultural and social biases but to accept everyone as one human being and that's create the impact you know it's very hard to practice heart centered leadership because then you are not talking about revenue you are not talking talking about kpis you are not talking about rois but you are talking about people who can create that impact even with a smaller duration of interaction your heart wants more of those conversation right i'm talking to you right now and you feel that oh i don't i need more can we you don't feel the time that how long we have talked right so that's the building trust with your people even if you don't know them personally creating that presence through your communication through your body language through making people heard and comfortable around you that's a leadership skill and that's the true giving because sometimes it's not possible for you to give everyone everything you want but what you can give let's not focus on what you cannot give you know if i have a million dollar i want to donate certain amount to certain cause certain people certain hospital or certain animal shelter but if you do not have that million dollar readily available to donate right now no but no, nothing is stopping you to give you can still give but now you have to be a little strategic and mindful what you can actually give and sometimes you know even giving big amount doesn't make much difference but just listening somebody creates a whole new world you know i i watched a video not so long ago and it was a man had a bag and in the bag he had a a token right there was this young little girl and and this was in a village you know not much not much is 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 developed there absolutely and you know there is a um, corporate jargon corporate code we all use is you know culture eats strategy for breakfast right so when we are when you have the best strategy you have the best strategy you have best people to serve but you do not have that inclusive culture your culture is going to take breakfast nibble on your strategy very soon so how do you create that culture unless you are you are you know focusing on that person you know culture is a accumulation of a habit a group of person wants to to practice together right so when we are practicing something together the worst thing you can do is to isolate someone if that person is isolated at first place there will be a lots of resentment building in even that person is a part of that culture and you know trust me that's the that's the 
you know, breeding ground of toxic culture. I am not saying that building, uh, planning and building a strategy which is foolproof is possible. But the only, only good news for us is we can improvise. We can learn from the past, we can learn from the mistake, and we can learn from the others. Whatever way you choose, you can improvise and bring that into your practice each time better from the past. You can get better and better and better if you keep practicing, right? And that's how we create a culture of inclusiveness. You know, we have so much going on right now in com in our society in community you know this pandemic we all all each time we feel that it's going to be end ending soon we have a new variant right and people are talking about mental health a lot a lot even younger younger kids to older people elderly people who are sitting at home they feel lost so can we all step up and become more little heart centric? I know it's not fun to, for, you know, if you go and ask your teenager to spend a day with the old grandma, it's not fun for them. They rather be on, hooked up on their own device. But if you just disconnect yourself for a few minutes and really think that person not as a grandma as as a person who brings how we can you know support them to just giving that you know when you are sitting alone and waiting for someone at home if either it's your child or your partner or your friend or your best friend that imagine about that moment that you are waiting for somebody so eagerly to come and be with you spend time with you and all of a sudden there is a vacuum and you know that this is not going to happen that that moment of vacuum gives you a pause to reflect where you came from and what you are doing right now and connecting those you know i don't want anybody to experience that vacuum and to avoid that vacuum, think about a person who is just a, a child who is five years old or an or a old grandpa who is in his 90s, sitting and waiting for somebody to come and talk. And I think the we live in a very capitalist society where giving means giving a present, giving something which is which has some value or in terms of money or in terms of uh, you know uh, physically physical attributes of something which is tangible but we in in those giving we forget that we have to you know wrap up kindness inclusiveness sometimes in a box and just keep it beside your own loved ones or people who are you are serving for within your community to practice that, you know, and that's, I feel that, feel that uh, pres present and creating that presence through your present, right? It's not a present, but it's, it's, it's much more than present. And just be there in that moment. It's, that's the heart centric leadership. We are, we are, we need more and more. For those, for those leaders, that fail to 
be present, right? Because I love that, you know, be present, be the present. <laughs> you, you are the present. Um, but for those that have failed and can, and can recognize it and, and say, you know what, uh, it's time for some change. I, I, I need to get more in tune and involved with my team members to the point where not only do I get the prizes, but that they get the prizes first, you know, that, that we succeed because they succeed mm-hmm. um, and want to make that type of change. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of pressures out in corporate America not to change, uh, to, to, to keep it, to keep it the same because it's, it's the bottom dollar, right? It's that bottom line goal for businesses and sometimes being heart centered doesn't allow for that to, uh, come too fast, right? Something that takes development. So how, what would you say to those leaders that are, are there at that, at that cusp and, and want to, but corporate America is pulling them back to just being the, you know, the boss. Mm-hmm. You know, Andrew, you are telling me, uh, you you just bring some memories in my mind. So I will ask you a small question. As a child or as an adult, did you ever flew a kite? I did fly a kite, and I believe I was about three or four years old. Mm-hmm. I remember we handmade the kite, my mm-hmm. father and I, and mm-hmm. we flew it in this uh, community center playground that they had out there in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. So I have. Great. Now you tell me, what is the technique of flying a kite? You know, you go certain distance, then somebody will help you if you're learning to fly a kite. Somebody will help you to host it, right? And then you are you are trying to adjust according to the wind, right? And then pull the, if you remember correctly how you flew it, the more your kite goes up and up and up, you pull the string towards your body just to, to keep the height, to adjust that height. And you know, that's the biggest leadership mantra. If you want to really go high and climb up on the ladder of leadership, keep you keep your people who are making you leader close to your heart the more you push there is a more chances that you will go face down that's what happens with the kite so respect the ordinary people respect the ordinary colleague respect the people who are serving you because they are the people who are making you a leader what a leader is going to do if there is no follower, right? You are out of job. So how to, how to hold that title comes with a bigger responsibility. That's the leadership. And we all have seen a kite, but we, we not everybody has reflected on the lesson it gives to us. You know, and, and small acts makes the difference. Right? You do not have to go to your staff every day and say good morning, good afternoon, or sit with them to have lunch. But just being accessible creates a whole lot of difference. You know, I, I remember some of the more fond memories of leadership when, uh, when I was in the military. 
just a simple, hey, I know you have that board coming and uh, I'm thinking about you. You're going to do great. And just walking away and watching the person's fears just kind of like melt away. Now, they still may have been nervous, Mm -hmm. but I just gave them the basically the stamp of approval that they are fully capable of passing this, you know, this uh, board where they have to present and, and, you know, and show their expertise to, to get qualified. That simple act made a difference. And they would tell me afterwards, you know, you came by and you encouraged me and, and it made things a whole lot better. And I was still nervous, but I knew that I had it in me because you had taught or this person had taught or this, I got this information from this person and it doesn't always amount in an award. It doesn't always amount in doing other than just being there for your people. Mm-hmm. A simple kind word as you got this, I know you got it, you know, and I'm wishing you well. You know, and it's, it's really, uh, you know, heartwarming to see the difference, right? As a leader, you want your people, you want people to, to succeed, to feel more confident. And just using that positive word, because, you know, positive energy always get attracted towards positive, right? Unlike, unlike, you know, Newton law of gravity, where if you are fearful and somebody comes and said, oh, it's, I know it's, it's a lot you are taking right now. It's gonna, it's hard, you know, not using the right word and saying the negative thing. It's like, it acts like a Newton law of gravity, um, gravity, and it's going to fall on the, on the ground. But if you are using the opposite, the positive, you got it. You know, I believe in you. It's going to be fine. You, you are all prepared. Just believe in you. These small lines make such a difference, such a difference. And I think that heart-centric leadership defines that it's heart-to-heart connecting with that person. You feel that fear and you know that how to take away that fear and anxiety with a small word of kindness and using it to empower others to, you know, amplify their performance in that short span of time just by using the positive words. And that's a heart-centric leadership because you are building, you are creating a, building a trustworthy relationship where everything, everything is taken as it is. They are not afraid of being judged or being, being, or, uh, you know, facing a failure. And that's, that's how I think that leadership should impact and leadership should evolve. Because as you said, that there are lots of people, they don't want to change. They just want to be remain in that space where they are right now. But, and those are the people, they're not bad people. I don't take them as a, a negative or a bad people. They are very fearful. They are very doubtful because they never knew that somebody can hold their hand and show the path, what is beyond. So showing them beyond 
and starting that positive dialogue helps people to change you know and look looking for more more looking for future looking for what is lying ahead rather than just sitting at the one place and say that this is it and uh rashmi as we are coming to the close of this year you know there's a lot of leaders that are wanting to excel and, and become the better version of themselves uh, mm-hmm. heart is at the center of everything that we hold near and dear to towards positive and influential leadership what could leaders do today to prepare themselves for the new year and going in a direction of making their leadership more heart centric you know uh, i already talked about many things but i think which i envision which is coming in future is uh for leadership is to not going with the fixed state of mind that this is my leadership style or this is your leadership style i think being more flexible is the need of an r uh we as as a community as a and i say when i say community i'm talking about the global community because we are no longer you know uh, confined to us any definite uh, geography and we are talking about a community as a human community right so everybody as a leader it's a challenge for you to run the business right but as as a employee it's a challenge for me also to come every day and expose myself to certain things which i'm not very comfortable of and going back home in a fear and seeing that my family might get impacted so i think the only thing for 2022 we all are longing for is flexibility and flexibility in terms of uh, you know uh in terms of your own values do i need to improvise my own values do i need to go back and see what i envisioned two years three years five years back and adjust it based on the on the circumstances we are in right right now and truly seeing see a person as a person rather than you know tagging it with different different origin uh different gender or different orientation truly embracing a person and seeing a value that person brings for your business or or brings for the uh, or brings value for the cause you are serving for is the most important thing in from my perspective is for leaders and you know just being flexible gives you so much of tools to be being present being a being a good listener being a uh, open minded being 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 approachable right there are so many things underneath this flexibility which you can practice based on wherever you are in your leadership journey everything might not allow to everyone but there are something in flexibility for everyone to practice Yeah, I totally agree with the flexibility because we are in such a chaotic state and have been for a little while now with you mentioned earlier new variants coming up and 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 
it's having its way with regions in our world. Um, it's almost like a constant state of turmoil and fear. And so you have to learn how to be flexible. But more importantly, I agree with what you just said. As a leader, you cannot be fixed in your leadership based on style because everyone that comes to you will require you to apply a different segment of leadership. Yes. It cannot be your way or the highway. Mm -hmm. That's never worked and will never work. Although, never. Uh, although I unfortunately see it be uh, encouraged in mm -hmm. some areas, but as a leader, you have to be able to learn how to adapt and overcome for the sake of your people. So, uh, Rashmi, thank you so much for sharing this platform with me today. It's been such a pleasure to hear you. I've spoken to you before, and I know that leadership is at the center of all your communication. If someone wanted to get a hold of you and speak a little more, about leadership or the platforms or the seminars and master classes that you provide, how would they do that? Oh, they all can either can connect with me on LinkedIn or go to on rashmisharma.org and uh, leave me a message or book an appointment. And that's a great way to con get connected. And uh, thank you for having me. And I really appreciate uh, your time and how you are helping the world, the community, to by creating this awareness that leadership is not a title. We all need more heart-centric leadership today and every day. Yes, and, and thank you for joining me today, folks. We've been talking about leadership, heart-centric leadership. It's not going to go away, so if you was hoping <laughs> that it would go away, it's not. We're asking for it. The world is needing it. And you as a leader have to answer that mail. So as we love to close out this show, success. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'd love to hear suggestions for our future shows or any remarks you may have that will help us improve. Until then, Success to you.